you have to know certain people and you have to have the visibility of certain people in order to get what you want. Let's be real. It is nice to have 10,000 followers instead of a hundred, right? But if all you're doing is selling Twitter growth then or X growth, you're just another one of those big faceless accounts that's just trying to you know, make a quick buck. The whole concept of networking in general, we have to redefine what that is. The people that are able to do that are the ones that are crushing it. It's not about just saying, hey, my name's so-and-so and I do this over and over and over and over again. This was the huge mistake I made. I was like, okay, I need to come out swinging with like hot tips and like the stuff that like only an email marketer would know. But what I found is it just wasn't resonating with anybody. And the whole time I felt more and more uncomfortable every time I was trying to hit post. I was running out of ideas because I only had so many things in my pocket. Something's not working. Like how do people get over this hump? Don't smack into the brick wall if you can just go around it. It's not about followers, it's about engagement. I think a lot of people get stressed out with the word system. I know I have in the past. Another thing I gotta figure out how to manage and maintain. If you just kind of have your in place, the stress of posting content starts to evaporate. That's like one thing that I really am like aiming to help people with. I've been full-time solopreneur. I don't have any other income other than that yeah. since 2019. Wow. So, yeah. <clears throat> and I've been pivoting from email marketing, which was the thing I was doing in a freelance capacity. And that's mm -hmm. what was paying the bills. And I had my client roster and, you know, just kind of did our thing in an annual kind of contract type of way. Yeah. And I've been slowly migrating over into the content creation space. And okay. I want to like target audience is more so because really I got, I kind of got tired of like, I think in the freelancing thing, and it's it's great in its own way, but for me, I just felt like I had traded one boss for a bunch of other bosses. And so I really wanted to build something that was like my brand, not because I wanted my face on things, but I just wanted to be in the pilot seat. Yeah, you, you, know? be, you want to be in control, right? <laughs> Yeah, I've got, I've got control issues, man. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you do realize though, over time though, it's like you can either, you know, further somebody else's agenda or you can further yours. Right. And over time, like, yep. you could further somebody else's agenda and still make a lot of money. And that's kind of where I, that was my realization point. Uh, cause I'm in tech sales and it pays really well, but it's, I mean, I get great. Right. I mean, it's stressful, <laughs> right. It's yeah. sales is hard. And, um, you know, I was making good money. I still do. But at the end of the day, like if you aren't available and able to do the things you want and able to enjoy that money and enjoy that time and like feel like you can actually take time off from work. What's the point? Right. So, exactly. um, so I was furthering some, I still am furthering somebody else's agenda and I'll continue to do that because uh, I need to do that to provide for the family. But in parallel, I'm going to take those skills and translate them to this creator world where I do think that there is a gap from like a sales capability. Yeah. Um, better learn that because it's totally different. It's not B2B mm -hmm. tech sales, right? It's a different game. So I'm learning that. Right. And try to eventually further my own agenda using my skills that ultimately leads to that, um, you know, a different outcome, right? Right. What, do you, what are some of the things that you see that are like, what are some like stark similarities between the two, mm -hmm. you know, the B2B yeah. uh, tech sales and then yeah. kind of where you are in this solopreneur space, building your own business? What are some of the similar, like compare and contrast those a little bit? But one of the things that I've learned uh, so far, and it's whether you like it or not, I wish it wasn't always this way because it is going to be a challenge for a lot of people trying to figure this out mm -hmm. is you have to know certain people and you have to have the visibility of certain people in order to get what you want. Right. And, right. and that's something that like I know how to do in the B2B tech sales world, because what I currently do right now is we're a technology services provider. And what we do is we talk to Microsoft uh, because we implement a lot of their technology and we use them as like our, I guess, our social proof point, right? Microsoft says, okay. hey, go talk to Matt and his crew. They're really good at what they do. Yeah. Uh, and they will walk us into clients, right? And and then we'll build those relationships. You know, we'll, we'll make right. those connections. We'll meet the executives, all that stuff. So like that has to happen. Otherwise, you get no clients. So if you think about in the solo world, like, I don't have a Microsoft to go talk to and say, Hey, I'm really good at, um, selling, right? Like you should yeah. bring me in and we'll help you out. Like that doesn't exist. So like you have to, you have to build relationships with people that I think you, um, you either 
I guess, look up to and, and, you know, want to mirror in some mm-hmm. ways, but then also others that I think are complementary to your skill sets as well, because those people are then looking for your expertise. And then if you can demonstrate your capabilities, then they're going to say, wow, like, you know, uh, Evan's really good at this. Um, and he really helped me out with this. Therefore, like when I'm talking to other people, I'm going to refer those people to Evan. So like, yeah, you have to, whereas if you just say, like if, if you and I are just posting all day long, like, Hey, I can help you with sales. Hey, I can help you with sales. Hey, I can help you with sales. Like nobody knows who I am. Right. So like you have yeah. to almost build this network. And I forgot there was a, there's, there's somebody out there that I was following that that's his offer is to help you network. And I think that's, that's a really mm-hmm. good offer because you have to be able to almost generate this momentum behind who you are and how you can help other people. So they get your name out there so that people will begin to recognize you and associate your name. Oh, Evan is this Matt is this hundred percent. Right? And, and then they have this, this association with, otherwise you're just like another profile photo right on, on X that just yeah. kind of they look, look the similar as, as uh, 10 other people. Right. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, I think the whole concept of networking in general, mm-hmm. it, it like we have to redefine what that is. And we're yeah. seeing the people that are able to do that are the ones that are crushing it, you yeah. know? And you can parlay that into whatever business it is that you're doing, whether you're you're building a larger team and building it, scaling something, or you're keeping it solo and doing that whole thing. Like you can go either direction with it, but yeah. You know, cause like I grew up, my dad's been in sales his whole life. So mm-hmm. I've always kind of been in the shadow of like watching him just be very successful at it. And yeah. so, and ironically, you know, so I, I, when I was doing some soul searching of like, okay, well, where am I going to land? Like, what's the, what's the industry I'm going to be in? And cause I flip-flopped, I was in real estate. I built a fitness training brand for a while and did really mm-hmm. well with that. I left awesome. all of that to help my church because they like they had some staff drop out. So the floor kind of dropped out from them. And I was like, well, I'm not a pastor, but like I'll help your youth, I guess. Like I'll take a consistent salary for a little bit. Um, of course, yeah. So anyway, but then I was like at the spot where I'm like, okay, I did that for a little while. I helped out. I kind of filled the need. Like where mm-hmm. am I going next? Because at that point right. I was a one-time college dropout. Now proudly a two-time college dropout. But I was like, hey, you know what? I was like, okay, so what am I good at? What do I like? What do I enjoy? And so yeah. long story short, I was like, I like, I liked the idea of marketing and I still do because you've got the scientific side of it. You've got, and it kind of obviously leans straight over into the sales elements because you're just pushing the ball down the field, right? <clears throat> and so those, those teams work really closely together. And then I also like the creativity side of it, like where you're really just looking at like, okay, how can I how can I communicate my aim and like the value that I can provide in a, in a unique way that only I could do, you know, and trying to figure out that value proposition and communicate that appropriately. So that's, that's kind of how I ended up in marketing. So it's funny, you know, dad and sales, me and marketing and the whole thing. But, you know, like I just remember as a kid, like he'd be, he'd be getting himself all suited up and he'd be going to like a, a week long networking event, you know, and we're all familiar with what that is and everybody's in their suit and tie and, and, kind of in their Sunday best in some sense, you know, and it's like, you're very proper and you're trying to firm handshake, look them in the eye, make sure you remember their name, pass out the business cards. How big of a stack do I have when I get back to my hotel room? You know, like that's how (laughs) you kind of define success. And I think what's happened in recent years and just because of the hyper connectivity of the internet and what tech has allowed for us to do is we're all just able to very quickly see how phony that can be. And I think there's a lot of great people that are in there, you know, with great intentions and really want to provide some value in their way through selling, selling you something that they think is going to help you. Right. But I think we have to break some of that corporate stigma um, of like the right way to sell. And so what I've noticed, which is kind of going into what you're saying is like, yeah, like online networking and connection building. It's not about just saying, hey, my name's so and so and I do this over and over and over and over again right now of course right. it's part of the game like you need to sure. clearly communicate it but and i see you do this really well on x is like you're sharing personal stories i mean you are yeah. painting yourself as an actual human you're a right. dad you know yeah. you're a father you're a homeowner you're a husband you're the you're all of these things and you just happen to really enjoy sales and have a butt ton of experience in that in that field and you're able to bring that over 
into the solo space. And that's kind of the difference maker. Kind of gets into personal branding even a little bit too, I think. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. no, and and uh, you know, and I I go back and forth on this a little bit, and I don't know, and, and a lot of these very successful creators have their own way of, of doing it, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like Justin Welsh, for example, I mean, he's the whole reason why I really kind of started this. I, I found a, a tweet. I was in Mexico. I was taking a vacation. I was stressed out though. Like I couldn't I couldn't yeah. fully disconnect. Um, but we took a vacation. I was glad we did it. And I remember my. Um, a toddler was sleeping in the bed over in the crib next to me. We were just, he was taking a nap and I was just kind of scrolling on my phone. I'm like, oh, man, I haven't been on Twitter in a while. Let's pull this thing open and see what's up. Right. And like, yeah, I came across the Justin Walsh tweet. I, I clicked on his profile. I'm like, holy crap, this guy's got like 350,000 followers. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Right. Yeah. So I read some of the stuff. I'm like, God, this is awesome. Like, this is like, this is like, uh, handing me like that ice cold drink on like the hottest day possible, right? It's like exactly what I need. Then I found like he had responded like Dan Coe. I'm like, who's this Dan Coe guy? And then I, <laughs> I read some of his stuff. You know, they all have their different ways of doing things. Like like Justin, um, he doesn't really share too much of the personal story stuff. Uh, but I think it's because, I mean, he's already built up his following, his brand, his image, all that stuff. He doesn't necessarily right. like, have to. He's mm-hmm. very uh, like action oriented. Like these are the three things you should do, and they're very simple and easy to understand. You do these things, you'll get the output type of thing, which I really like. But then I do see there's also a shift now with like um, I don't know if you follow uh, Eddie Kwan. He is like a phenomenal like uh, email marketer, right? Okay. And so what he does is he weaves like a story pretty much into every email. Right. And he, and it's not like anything insane, right. It's uh, it can be as simple as like, Hey, I had, you know, a bowl of cereal this morning. It was really good. And, you know, I realized there's all different shapes and colors in there, which is kind of similar to this and he'll kind of tie things together nicely. And it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and there's guys that like share stuff like that. And there's other people that share like really, really deep traumatic personal stories and they'll do that. Right. I feel like you got to kind of find a balance between the two, between like uh, finding, you know, saying actionable things like do these three things versus like, hey, like, you know, I, I was diagnosed with cancer or something, you know, something like that. Right. And I've made this great or, or hey, I used to be a janitor. Like I've seen those stories. Hey, I used to be an electrician. And I've made this mm-hmm. change because I don't know about you, but like if somebody's just constantly sending me like you do these three things, you get this. I do get a little bored with that. But I also, on the personal story side of things, if somebody's constantly just pushing like a personal story and then sending me a link to like a product to buy, I get a little tired of that too. <laughs> so like, I feel like it's a, you got to have this nice yeah. blend of both to, to show, Hey, look, I'm actually worth my salt. Like I actually know this stuff, but I am also a human too. And like, I'm not just going to be a robot pumping out 10 tips to improve your productivity this week. Right. Right. Well, and I think it's also the game of just like experimenting, shamelessly yeah. experimenting and just yeah. finding your voice. It's like I started, um, I wanted to start making more content and I wanted mm-hmm. to build up an email newsletter or an email list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt kind of like, felt silly being an email marketer at the time and I didn't even have my own email mm-hmm. list. I was like, I should probably practice what I preach <laughs> and start building personal brand. And so, yeah. um, yeah, like I got into that game and it's just kind of one of those things and we see it on X and any other platform really is you have to put in the reps to find like to, to get good at anything, number one, and number two, to find your path through the jungle, so to speak. Because if you start taking all the actionable advice, yeah, like they may teach you how to how to hold the machete. They may teach mm-hmm. you like how to like read the moss on the side of the trees. But once you're in the thick of it and it's just you, like you have to figure out whether you want to duck under the limb or you want to keep hacking at it until you break it in two, so to speak. Yeah, and yeah. so like you have to be willing to like put in those reps and just shamelessly like fail <laughs> in a sense. Oh, I know. And I think just sharing that along the way too, like that's always been that's how I finally felt okay with being more present online and just hitting post, hitting upload, whatever the platform was. I was like, you know what? I always liked the term. I'm not sure if you've heard this before: the expert versus explorer. Like position no, yourself no. as an explorer as opposed to an expert. Yeah. It's like the easiest like way that. to overcome imposter syndrome and all of these especially when you're just getting started it's like because you don't know your voice yet like you're just figuring out how to walk really in the space yeah 
And so it's like, just position yourself. Like you don't need to come out of the gate. And this was the huge mistake I made that I tried to share um, on my channels is like, I tried to come out and I was like, okay, well, I want to build a personal brand. I want people to think of me as the marketing guy. You know, I've since kind of like iterated on that and nailed that down a little bit more. But I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I need to come out swinging with like hot tips and like the stuff that like yeah. only an email marketer would know, you know? But right. then what I did is I found myself just reading what other email marketers were saying and then just slapping my two cents on it, which I mm -hmm. guess you could like the whole stealing like an artist and it, it, that's a fine line and it's, it's a balancing game too. Um, but what I found is it just wasn't resonating with anybody. And the whole time I felt more and more uncomfortable every time I was trying to hit post. Number one, right. I wasn't seeing like I wasn't seeing any green up arrows with any of the success metrics I was looking at, you know, mm -hmm. and number two, I felt like I was running out of ideas because I only had so many things right. in my pocket. And then, right. yeah, so it just became this thing where I was like, something's not working. Like, how do people get over this hump? Do I just need to keep like smacking my face keep into that brick wall? Yeah. <laughs> do I like, cause there is a level of grit and tenacity that's required. Right. But there's also like, don't smack into the brick wall. If there's like, if you can just go around it, you know, yeah. it's like, so right. then you kind of have to step back enough to kind of see like, what's the best thing for you. And I don't know. <clears throat> I like that whole explorer expert thing. And I was like, okay, you know what world? My name's Evan and I'm just exploring this area and this is how I can help you. And in the meantime, I would just love to continue for you to see the stuff that I post. So, and if you yeah. have any questions, hit me up. Like if you need help in the email space, which is now moved into the content space, I'm like, then of course we can have a talk, a conversation about that and see if like it's a good fit. And so then I was like, I finally like the skies parted and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. now I'm feeling good. But then you find your style and yeah, yeah, I don't really know as far as ratio of like sharing personal stories to like actionable tips. Mm -hmm. I think it just goes back into like, you have to go to that ice cream shop and you have to try every flavor and then you'll find your own mixture that makes sense. And ice cream's ice cream. So everybody likes it. It's just to figure out your flavor. You know? Yeah, and, it, and it's all about like kind of what your goal is too, right? Like if you're like yeah. a meme guy, then yeah, you should probably just, you know, post stuff that's relevant to that and mm -hmm. that's like going to make people laugh and stuff. Whereas like if you're somebody trying to help you know, grow a brand or help with sales or do marketing or go you know, create YouTube videos or whatever, you know, you got to have something that's like tangible that people can, you know, latch on to and practice themselves. And, and yeah, you want to sprinkle in some good personal stuff as well too. So you're not a robot or one of those pages that you've seen out there that's got like, you know, 200,000 followers, but it, it's not actually somebody's face, right? They're just kind of like one of right. those accounts that posts like wisdom uh -huh. quotes and stuff. And then you, <laughs> yeah. they hit you up and say, Hey, we, uh, for 300 bucks, we'll retweet your latest tweet. You know, and you're like, Oh God. <laughs> like, so Thanks, don't appreciate yeah, that. Thanks dude. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a, um, yeah, it was funny. I, 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 I scrolled past a video of, uh, Dakota, um, what's his last name? The famous ghost writer. I yeah. Forgot his last name, uh, Robertson. Yeah. 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 Wrong to write. Saying, yeah. 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 So he was, it was kind of funny. He posted a video earlier of he's coming across more and more accounts on X that are, you know, two, 300,000 followers that essentially are now all they're doing is selling growth guides, right? They're saying, Hey, like if you want to grow your account buy this, right. But they actually haven't delivered something of value, but they've grown this massive account, right? So all they have is massive followers and that's literally yep. the only thing that they can sell. So like for me, I feel like it's important for people who are going to use X, probably any platform really, um, is yeah, it's, it, it is important for you to grow your influence and, um, you know, have people want to listen to you and grow a following. Like, let's be real. It is nice to have 10,000 followers instead of a hundred. Right. Or I assume you know, so I've never gotten there. So <laughs> We're working on it. It has to be right. So, I mean, you, yeah, you yeah. Have, like it's gotta be kind of nice to have a little bit bigger of an audience, but you have to, what, you know, you have to get there in a way that's more than just, Hey, I got here by doing you know, by consistently putting in reps, you have to do that, but it has to be, for me, it has to be a means to an end. So like for me, like I put together, um, uh, uh, um, you know, like a notion page that's got some videos that shows people how to grow their accounts. Cause like I had something that worked for me, but, but the thing is the thing that worked for me is by isolating and targeting, um, you know, various keywords 
of like people I want to interact with, which eventually will lead to lists that I've created for potential clients. Right. So like, that's my means to an end. So it's not a, it's not necessarily like a growth guide. It's more of like, Hey, look, if you have a specific interest in this, this, and this, and you want to grow your influence in those areas, here's something that's working for me in this, like from a sales perspective and how I want to be seen and viewed and who I want to interact with and kind of the people that I foresee would want to sign up for my email list here's what I use, right? So it needs to be almost like a means to an end rather than just right. the the thing itself, right? Because if all you're doing is selling, you know, Twitter growth then or X growth, you're just another one of those big faceless accounts that's just trying to, you know, make a quick buck, right? I, I don't know what yeah. your perspective is on that, but that's something I'm thinking about. I couldn't about. agree more. Yeah. yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And it makes me think about the conversation <clears throat> of just simply follower, built like getting a big follower list versus building an audience. Mm-hmm. And like really delineating the two and understanding like what makes them different. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's that's kind of thing. It kind of goes into the concept of like a thousand true fans or hundred true fans, like whatever number you want to stick to it. It's like I'd rather have yeah. a small tribe of people that are like fully dedicated to this tribe that they've chosen to be a part of as opposed to just have like kind of these like faceless, emotionless, like just watching the number ticker go up on your subscribers list or your the people that are following you. It's not about followers. It's about engagement mm-hmm. right. from a metrics perspective. Sure. But I think it even zoom out, zoom out and you can paint that same truth across just building a business in general or building right. a good life, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know, and that's my favorite thing too, is like looking at the principles that span between good business and good life. And yeah. I think if we just look at those fundamentals and find how it how it fits into the solo business, especially solo business, but all businesses are, you know, included in this. It's like now you start to find the answers that you've been looking for and it's not going to be it might come to you in like a riddle type form like there's still some work to be done to actually like figure it out, but that's a big mm-hmm. thing that I really like to um, look at and that's something, you know, you said you've been thinking on that a lot lately and I have too, because especially on X, and I'm the, I'll continue to use that as the example because that's just where I spend the most of my time. It's either that sure. or YouTube. Like I'm just, I've yeah. decided like I'm still posting on other YouTube. places, but like where yeah. I, what apps I open up and where I either Thanks, create YouTube. or consume. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just so many people talking about followers. And I mean, to a degree, I get it in the sense of like, if you're just looking for some quick wins, like what's the most, what are people searching for more? how to build an audience or how to get a bunch more followers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. probably get more followers right. because those people probably haven't gone through the hard um, mental work of understanding the difference between the two and what truly gets them to where they ultimately want to go. Makes right. me think right. of um, when they talk about, <laughs> help me out on this if I say it backwards, but you want to sell yeah. like the difference between the wants and the needs. Like you know what somebody needs, and so that's what you want to sell them, but you have to go through the door of like giving them what they want. Or it's yeah. something along those lines. Um, and people, what they want is more followers. There's clout, there's posturing, there's something that they can, yeah, you know, and then um, and then on a new platform, like, you know, Welsh, for example, like he built up on Twitter and mm-hmm. then he popped over to LinkedIn or vice versa. I think it was LinkedIn first, yeah. Okay. So, and then I think Dan Code did the opposite. And yeah, okay. so, yeah, but then it's like, it's easier because you're like, all right, well, I have this many followers over here. You can pull some of that audience over and you can use it as clout piece and authority establishing, which nothing wrong with that. Totally. But at the end of the day, what are your goals? What are you, what's your dream life for you with your business and then the lifestyle that you're able to paint around that? Now with that in mind, what does audience mean to you? Correct. You know? Correct, and I correct. think that starts to break that down one little layer at a Absolutely. time. It's a means to an end, dude. Like it, mm-hmm. like, and that's why, like, I don't know if you've seen, there was a guy, Marcel, he was like a, a popular ghostwriter on, on X. I don't know, for whatever reason, like, like when I first started on X, I just started engaging with a bunch of these guys that are ghostwriters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't even know ghostwriting is like, I do now, but <laughs> whatever. I was like, I'm like I'm they write Halloween stories. Like, yeah, like yeah. That was a ghostwriter. <laughs> so like I don't know, for, like if you went to my for you tab when I first started, like taking my account seriously, it was all ghostwriters. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know. But there was this guy right. Marcel. He had like eight thousand followers, nine thousand followers, and um, apparently this was his second account. His um, 
his first one, he actually got suspended or banned or something like that. I don't know exactly why. His second one actually got the same thing. It, so he he built one up to like 16,000, got banned, he lost it. Second yeah. one, he built it up to 8,000, banned, he lost it, right? So his third one, now and I'm, I'm following him again because I just, I like his stuff. But he's, you know, 800 followers, something like that. Um, I mean, it just highlights the need that, look, this is a means to an end. And the only way that you're going to really, in my mind, get what you want is you have to be platform agnostic. So you got to use the platforms as like your, people say top of the funnel, but it's just kind of like your, it's it's the top layer, right? Where you're getting your name out, yeah. um, brand awareness. It's, it's like, discoverability. Discover, yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's just you how you get, get them found. to like yeah. an email list or you know, get them to a product page or you know something aside from a platform where you really don't have control over whether your account gets suspended or not. Because you don't have an email list and you have a massive account and it goes away. Like, what are you going to do, right? Yeah. So. You gotta be a means to an end, an email list. I mean, you're gonna be paying for that service. And so as long as you're not doing something crazy and breaking their terms and conditions, you're gonna have an email list, right? Right. And so you gotta you almost treat it like that. And that's something that I've learned because you know, I've experimented with trying to like sell directly on X for something that I think could help somebody. And the conversion rate's really low, right? Whereas like on email, you get that list of people who are actually interested in what you're talking about. And then, right. you know, you're just organically sprinkling that stuff in there to where people are like, yeah, hey, like I'm signed up for this. I like this. I'm going to go ahead and move forward with this, right? Exactly. Um, so that's, I think that's something that's super important. And that's something that's really different from, you know, B2B tech sales because, you know, you, you have conference calls, you send over PowerPoints, and then you send over transacting documents in order to get the deal done. Like you don't really, like for me, that's a good thing over here, but over here in the digital world, like you almost have to create this, this process flow of how you get the sale. And for me, like one of my key goals is I don't want to trade units of time for units of money. So like, I don't want to book a hundred client calls a day. I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to be on the phone all day. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I want, I want to put out content that leads followers through a path to where they naturally think, you know what, like this is the right fit for me or maybe it's not right. And then it's not a, hey, I got to book 10 calls to get, you know, three closes to get $500. Like, I don't, I don't want any of that, right? So that's, that's the mission I'm on is how do, you, how do you demystify that? How do you lead people down that path? And then how, how could I, I'm going to have to consult initially with a few people, but then how do I take that template, that package almost, and then form it to your business so that you can use that? Because I think if you can use that, mm-hmm. then people are like, okay, hey, I don't have to do crazy posting on X. I don't have to do all this. I, I, I lead those people through this process and it naturally leads sure. to those sales that I'm looking for, you know? 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, and I think everybody's got to find their solution Yeah. to that. You know, again, you can like, there's a million recipes to bake a cake. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's where you, you tapped on something when you said like not wanting to post all the time. And... Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, like, ironically, like, <laughs> I put up a post today on X. I said I just wanted to be, like, kind of zingy with it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I'm high in the middle of the work day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then it was like, I'm not ashamed of it. In fact, I'm proud or something like that. And I said, and I, and I said, yeah. creators high is real. I just published a new YouTube video, you know, like <laughs> nice, this kind of thing. Nice. But yeah, <laughs> I don't like know what it, made man. me think of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you got to You got to zing them, you know, you got to hook them. But for me, like obviously where I'm hanging my hat nowadays is in organic content creation and just building a system that makes sense and works for you and your goals and your, your schedule and everything else. And so obviously that's where content repurposing comes in clutch. And helping people just figure out like, hey, like the strategy that I try to use, um, it's not something I created on my own, um, mm-hmm. pulled from various uh, inspiration points, I suppose. But it's mm-hmm. just basically pillar content and micro content. What's that yeah. pillar piece that you can spend all your time on and really focus on where you're able to sharpen sharpen your your sword of like, how good are you at a right of a writer? Are you and mm-hmm. like, um you know, just sharing that story and everything that you do with that and finding your just your style, your vibe, your tone of voice, all of that. 
and then obviously breaking that down. And then if you can have a system and it doesn't need to, I think a lot of people get stressed out with the word system. I know mm-hmm. I have in the past because I'm like, oh, shit, I don't, oh, crap. It's another like thing I got to figure yeah. out how to do something else and then ma- manage and maintain and keep the machine right. oiled. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> right. um, so system is kind of a, a bigger word than what I mean it to be. But like, if you just kind of have your habits in place and are able to break that down, then like the stress of posting content starts to evaporate and you know you have a backlog of content. You start recycling your best posts. You start, you know, there's a handful of things that you can do. And so that's like one thing that I really am like aiming to help people with. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, building out different offers at different levels for different budgets and, you know, kind of the, the done the DIY, do it yourself. Like I have the notion toolbox that I sell as kind of like a low ticket thing, but everybody kind of has their, their own tools. And if they already have stuff, even if it's not the best for them, they're probably going to stick with it because it's just what they know. And that's totally fine. But then there's the people that like kind of the coaching route of like the done with you. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the ultimate one, like done for you is kind of like an agency model. And, um, so that's, that's a big thing because there's enough room for all of us to Mm -hmm. win. Oh yeah. That's that's I think that's a big thing that it is talked about, but I think it needs to be shouted about mm-hmm. by all of us. All of us that believe yeah. in that. Yeah. You know, it's like because it's it goes into that whole scarcity versus abundance mindset and mentality. Oh, and yeah. it's like there's room for all of us to win and getting back into like the kind of circling into the networking thing, like the more that you focus on just making legitimate connections with people, whether it's like a professional colleague type relationship, uh, or with potential new audience or new fans or new customers of you, your brand and what you offer, focusing on people as people and yeah. that we're all just humans with our own like dreams, aspirations, fears, pains, desires, like all of it, good, bad, ugly, all of it. And we all have a story. And, um, you know, the more you focus on that, like the technicalities of like, okay, how do I walk people through like the sales process? Like how do I increase my conversions? How do I get more leads or more awareness at the top of funnel stage with the marketing, the content that I'm putting out to market? Like all of that stuff starts to just like, just right. just treat people like people. And it yeah. goes back to the fundamentals. Um, and that's refreshing. It is. It's magnetic, man. It's mm-hmm. magnetic. And I think there's so much like fighting for that attention. Mm-hmm. I think Hormozy said um, recently, he was like, uh, Maybe it was Gary Vee. I can't remember. Attention is the new oil. Like, it's just something like that's the thing because it all starts and ends right there. And, you know, so you got to be able to capture attention before anything else. So, like, if people want to play, like, I have people on my YouTube shorts, they're like, clickbait, clickbait. And I'm like, did you click it? Did you watch it? And if you hated it, fine. Like, thumbs it down. Teach the algorithm that you don't want it. Like, that's okay. I don't want to, I don't want to bash you with a message you don't care about. Yeah. But if you're interested in it, then it it might have hooked you. So that's just part of the game. But, you know, I think the thing is, like, you can use whatever strategy you want. Just make sure you deliver on what people are expecting out of the content or the thing that you're selling. And as long as your aim is, be, like, on over-delivering the best you can and focusing on how this actually empowers or makes your customer's life better in your own little micro way. Yeah. Focus on that and all of the technicalities can start to like, they just, they don't overwhelm. At least that's been my experience. Yeah. So yeah. you would be amazed too, like in corporate America, I mean, the bar is really low for delivery on anything. <laughs> like, I mean, the company I work for is, is a very large organization, right? And mm-hmm. you would be amazed. I mean, the amount of money that this company makes despite shortfalls in delivery and don't get me wrong there's um plenty of great things that they do however i mean the bar is really low when it comes to customer experience i feel like um just in general and i think most buyers out there even if it's just more in the corporate world than on the kind of just the you know digital world out there um the, the the bar is low so like you don't you honestly don't have to do that much in order to really exceed somebody's expectations so um yeah i think if you just truly believe in what you're, you know, you're, what you're talking about and what you want to sell and, and how you're going to help somebody. I mean, I think that's, that's 70, 80% of the formula. 
Yeah. Whereas like you're just, you're kind of peddling something because you want to, or you're trying to make money, then it's going to come through uh, very inauthentic and people are going to pick up on that pretty easily. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think the bar is low. So I, I think like you also don't have to like go insane when it comes to value. Like, I think it's a good idea to do that, but like your idea of insane value uh, may just be, look, I showed up whenever I told you I was going to show up. I did the three things that I told you I was going to do. And then uh, I checked in with you like two weeks afterwards just to see how you're doing. Like that's, that's maybe literally all you have to do right. to like beat 90% of your competition. Cause <laughs> I bet you kind of like, crazy, but it's true, man. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I bet you like 90% probably won't, they'll, they'll sell you something, but they may kind of sort of deliver on it. And then I can guarantee you they're not following up. Right. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if you can just kind of do some of those simple fundamental things, you're going to be ahead of a lot of different people. Right. Which, yeah. And, and another thing I want to pull on too is like, you know, I think there's this notion out there that you have to like be some expert in something in order to help other people. Um, I mean, there's things that you know that would probably be worth a lot of money to me. There's things that I know that would be a, like worth a lot of people, a lot of money for other people as well too. So like, you don't have to go out there and, you know, watch our YouTube video or buy like a thousand courses. I do encourage learning. Like I've, I've bought, um, I don't know, three or four courses and I'm still working through some of them. And I, I think they've genuinely been helpful. Yeah. Uh, but you know, some of them I open up and I, I, I read them and I'm like, man, this is really just kind of like rudimentary stuff. Like, I think I already kind of knew this stuff, but I just needed somebody to kind of nudge me forward. But look, man, yeah. I paid for it. Right. And so like I, that, that's something that I think each one of us has that um, maybe we have lack of confidence that's going to be helpful to somebody. But if you just kind of start talking about it and um, having discussions, you'll soon realize like, holy crap, like the things that you do that are very ordinary are something that could really move the needle for somebody else. And, you know, if that's true, then, then that's, that could be a, a source of income for you. That's pretty impactful. I mean, you look at, you know, Justin Welsh, I mean, I haven't bought his product, but I probably should, but I, I imagine, <laughs> yeah, I probably should. Yeah. Right. But, um, <clears throat> his course OS system, I mean, I have an idea what that is. I mean, it can't be that complicated. Right. And so right. like, and he's made, you know, a good amount of money. He's been able to live the life that he wants to live in that lifestyle. Like there's no reason why there's so much talent out there. Like just based off what I see on X, like there are so many talented people out there that if they just can put all those pieces together. Um, and I, I wrote a post and I pinned it actually uh, this morning that like, you know, building the audience, learning how to write well, networking with others, writing good emails, designing a decent landing page, getting testimonials, uh, providing a service and then building those digital products. If you can kind of build, like package that all together and move, like, you know, if you're zero out of 10 on all of those, if you can move those to like five out of 10 on each one of those categories, like, dude, I, I feel like you got to be well on your way to full-time solopreneurship. Like maybe even yeah. three out of 10. Right? I was going to say, if, if you've got three out of 10 in all those areas, yeah, that's a six figure business. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, yeah, it's out there. And, and well, I think that's a really good point, man, because like, that's, that's something like I'm over here, like nodding my head, like preach it, man. Cause I've like, mm -hmm. I'm internalizing it for myself too, because that's something where I'm like, as I'm trying to figure out that next core offer and just like really polish it and make it nice and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just let that be kind of the accelerant to the next chapter and phase of my business and my career. Uh, you know, I just, I feel like it's gotta be just so amazing, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, cause I don't want to end up being <clears throat> one of the guys that finally releases something. And then I have a couple people nibble at it, you know, they, they yeah. bite and then it's just like, it's all slightly underwhelming or it's not even really, if it's not a raving review, that's almost expected each time, you know, then I haven't done good enough. And, but the, the other reality is you have to, like, you have to launch the ship out of the Harbor eventually. You do. And yeah. you can like, and, and the beauty is you can build that boat while you're, while you're on the water, mm -hmm. you yeah, know, absolutely. um, if you can't tell, I'm a metaphorical dude. I, oh, <laughs> I like it, man. Makes it easy for my uh, small brain analogies. to understand. So no, 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 no. But <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. <clears throat> I do want to ask you about, I'm just really curious myself. Um, what's the word autopreneur? What does that mean to yeah. you? Yeah. 
Like, so I heard, I heard that, that actually from Matt Gray. And I don't know if you follow oh, him. Yeah, I do. Um, but the, the idea, like I, I tell my wife this all the time, like people mess things up all the time. So like for me, and I'm kind of naturally an introvert you know, go figure I'm in tech sales. I have to talk to people all day long, yeah, right. but I have like a battery in my mind and that battery just goes all day yes, long. Sir. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, mm-hmm. You know, even my family, like they want to, they have a regularly scheduled Zoom call on Sundays. I don't show up just because I see Zoom and I'm like, I, really? I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like I'm, so I'm just w- not getting on conference calls. Even though it's weekly, my family, so. yeah, weekly like, family I'm not, reunions. I'm not, doing, I'm not doing that. So, um, <laughs> um, for me, when I think about a business that I would love to run, it, it involves is uh, little to no humans, right? It needs to be automated, right? Like I don't yeah. want to get on conference calls. I don't want to sell. I don't want to do a hard sell. I don't want to do a PowerPoint. I don't want to do, right. I don't want any of that. Nothing, right? I want to create content. I want to attract people that are interested. I want them to believe that I can help them. I want to have the proof that I can do that, which is going to require getting on calls. I get that. I'm going to have to do yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> but actually delivering and then figuring out how to package that in terms of digital products. So you naturally just run them through and say, here's the top of the funnel content. Here's my email list. Here's a landing page, go purchase product, rinse and repeat right across platforms. Um, And so when I think of an entrepreneur, that's, that's something that you really have tried to eliminate as many manual tasks as possible. Right. So you could have hired a VA, you could have automation set up in the background that say, you know, when an email hits like this, do this type of thing. So like, yeah. I'm a big, like home automation guy. Like I like the nice. less manual things I can do, the better, like the lights turn on at dusk. I've got like, I've got Halloween decorations out there. They're on a timer, right? They're on the smart, you know, yeah. on the smartphone, the app and all that stuff. Like I got that all set up because like the less things that I have to touch and humans have to touch, I feel like the less worry I, like I can focus on the things I want to focus on. Right. I don't want to have to remember to turn the light off every night. I don't want to remember to turn it on every morning. So when I think of an entrepreneur, it's somebody that they like the, literally the only thing they have to focus on is the core input to their business. Yeah. Right. So my core yeah. input to the business would be creating content, which then moves people through the process. Right. Yes. Um, and so, that's what I think about is, is you have it set up in a way to where you really only have to do the things you want to do and you don't have to do all the things you don't want to do. Now you should probably learn how they work. Like I'm not, I can tell you right now, like I'm not going to be an expert in building landing pages, but I do know, I need to know how that works so that eventually I can be like, okay, I'm okay at these three things, but I am going to hire somebody to create those for me going forward so that I know if I'm going to launch a new offer, all I do is I say, hey, um, hey, Evan, I, I need a new landing page. Here's the offer. Here's the package. Boom. I'd like to have it up next Friday if possible right. type of thing, right? So yeah. you just got it set up in a way to where all you focus on is what you're good at and actually what you want to do, which is kind of that tenet that Justin Welsh has. Do more of what you love. Do less of what you hate even more so, right? Right. So that, that's, that's what I think about, you know? Autopreneur. Yeah, no, I, I had never seen that term until – I was on your profile and reading your bio and just starting to uh, sleuth around and learn more about you. Um, But so, and you're, you're working on this network, correct? Tell me your vision of that. And also within that is also a bigger question of like, what's the paint the ideal future for you? Like what's the next like three to five years for you look like as you transition? It sounds like transition out of working for somebody, working for yourself full time doing that. Um, yeah. Tell me about the network and just tell me, just tell me, man. Sure. Yeah. No, I, so, I mean, a wild idea. I just, I bought a, I bought the domain name, entrepreneurmarket.com. I'm like, you know, I have this idea of like, okay, what are the revenue streams going to be? First is going to be services uh, to really make sure that I understand core challenges. I have an idea what those challenges are. I've already got those listed out and they're really the basis of my content whenever I post. Um, but I, the thing that I've learned is that you have to go a layer deeper on those problems, probably layer two or three deeper because anything you see on X is just, um, it's the high level cliff notes version of what's actually happening, right? So you really got to get to the core of what the problem is. So I have a list of idea of what those problems are. And I think if you can solve those problems, you can sell anything to anybody 
anywhere digitally, right? That's, that's my vision, yeah. right? Is you can do that. So the, the whole idea of building a network is really, I, I, I bought autopreneurmarket.com because I love the concept of uh, a place where anybody who comes across like me six or seven months ago comes across and goes, huh, what's this like solopreneur, autopreneur thing? Like, what is this? Like I'm burned out. Yeah. Uh, this looks interesting. This guy's talking about something that resonates with me. Let me click on this and take a look at this. And essentially my vision is that you can look at each one of those categories and figure out, oh man, like, okay, these are like the seven things I need to do in order to do this or the seven categories. Oh, here's pictures of people that takes you to their profile. I currently have it set up. If you click on their picture, it takes them to their X profile. Um, these are the people that I should probably follow if I'm interested in learning about, you know, um, attracting an audience or building a newsletter or selling services or, you know, all the things yeah. that, you know, enable you to become this, this digital sales solopreneur in your field. Right. So you find those people, but I also want to highlight like the people that are rising, right. The up and comers, right. <clears> I noticed that veterans. and that's cool. Yeah, you have the veterans, right? And those guys are kind of untouchable. Like you literally cannot DM Justin Welsh. You just can't do it. Right. You know, he's he's just he's often You can try. You can try, <laughs> right? But and you can't I mean, you can't touch those guys at the top, right? So I think there's an element of you need to be able to reach out to people that are those rising stars because they're clearly onto something within that certain uh skill set, I guess, in that area. And, you know, it's an opportunity to figure out, okay, if I follow these people, I'm going to learn some things. I would also like to, and I've got one product link there. I would like to highlight products that I think would help people accelerate that process, right? So as I'm learning these skill sets, I would love, you know, I'm interacting with the people that I put on Autopreneur Market. And then I'm asking them, hey, look, you know, and if I bought their product, which I have bought the product that's on, on the one that I have linked on there. Um, if I like it and I think it's valuable, I want to put it there and I want to put it as an affiliate link. So, so that's yeah. income for me. Right. Got so it. that the, the idea is, look, I can drive, um, service sales through, you know, just kind of my consulting, which I want to get away from eventually move to digital products to really help people sell, um, be digital sales, solopreneurs, but then have this hub where anybody, when they were in my shoes six to seven months ago, they could go and say, oh my gosh, like there's one site I can go to for knowing who to follow and what products to buy in order for me to really accelerate this process, right? Yeah. And of course, I want to put my products on there as well too, so people could come in there and check them out, right? Um, yeah, so it's then, like a product marketplace in a sense, but it's highly yeah. curated. Yes. And then it's also uh, inspiration marketplace or like who are the guys to follow yeah. here's your here's your godfathers of copywriting here's your rising stars um you know yeah, yeah. like yeah that, that's that's pretty great yeah and that's then, very cool look i can make some money off of that as well too and i'll be transparent i think i've posted about it as well these are affiliate links right so if you buy yeah. a product through it i'm going to get paid off it but then it's also going to help other people like rising stars if i see somebody that is really doing great content like i'm really enjoy. You know, it's, it's like the people that I'm going to meet and grow with along the process. Like if they've got a great product out there, I want to link to that as well. So it gives them another, a new sales channel for them, right. As well. So, yeah. so it gives them an opportunity. Like if I can keep driving traffic to the site, it's an opportunity for people who want to get their product out there into a larger audience that they can you know, say, Hey man, dude, I love this product. This guy's awesome at this. I'm linking this product on here. And it's an opportunity for those people to get more exposure to increase their sales as well. So I, I view yeah. it almost as a way for people to really accelerate the process for themselves, but then also to increase their sales as well. So that's the motivation behind it. We'll it's see. A full circle. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if it works. <laughs> so are you like, has this officially launched? Are you still mm -hmm. kind of, I, okay. I didn't know yeah. where you were in the, in the whole phase of it. Um, yeah, because I mean, I, obviously I've, I see you talking about it and, and yeah. all that and I've, I've checked it out. I like it. I yeah. like it. But yeah, no, that's a, a home base for new and aspiring one person business owners. I guess one person or not, you know, just like people that want to start a digital business um, because there's not really a home base. When I got on X or Twitter, like <laughs> I've had the account since 2009, but I didn't use it until like 
Six Dude, months you're an ago. 09 bro as well. I am yeah. too. Dude, oh, yeah. funny enough, like no joke. I met another guy. He's, he's awesome. He, same thing. Open as a really? kind of 2009. Didn't take it serious till like six or seven months ago. So that's yeah. hilarious that you're an 09 guy as well. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. You know, I started seeing some people, um, like bigger names, um, from other yeah. platforms talking about like, yeah, I'm over on Twitter when it was still called Twitter. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just felt like the barrier to entry was kind of high as far as like, oh man, I'm going to have to like do my homework to figure out who to even get in my feed. Cause I don't know any of these names, you know, like I'll follow Gary V sure. But like there's maybe a couple other people, but then like after I gave myself just a little bit of time, of just like toying around with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then what really did it for me and why I'm just so bullish on it is how easy it is to make digital friends. Like, building connections mm-hmm. and that once again yeah. like people helping people um it goes back to that principle again and your entrepreneur network is so much is so like nail on the head for that because there's not a home base for people that want to there's there's big accounts and you can go follow them but they're all their different flavors and styles so you have to it takes a while of just kind of like trying the things on the menu so to speak to figure out like what you like and what's actually going to help yeah. you like go from thinking about it to actually doing something about it, like with your business and starting it, like pulling the trigger. Yeah. I mean, like, is there somewhere? It's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's nowhere you could like, I mean, you literally just have to figure it out as you go. Right. You just Mm -hmm. come across somebody's post one day and you're like, Oh man, this guy's, Oh crap, man. This guy's got a lot of followers. Oh dude, he's posting really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally just like you're just kind of stumbling across, right? Yeah. You could you could ask other people like who they recommend, which is kind of what I'm doing. Um, I've I've uh, queued up a post every single day this week to ask who do you recommend in this category, right? Yeah. Because I'm trying, like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to farm that information, right? For sure. Because it doesn't exist, man. You like, you could, you could probably Google search it and be like, hey, you know, who's the best copywriter on X? I, I highly doubt you're going to get good results as a result of that. So oh, for there's sure. No, there's no category, like you can't go to X and say, I want to follow people that are, I mean, maybe you can, like, I want to follow people that are interested in these things that have these amount of followers that post about these. I don't think that exists. So, well, it's, um, it's a lot of manual work, you yeah. know, and you don't even know what you're like when you're at the beginning, like you don't really know what to ask. It kind of goes back to the want versus the need. Like all I can talk about is like what I know that I want, but what I truly need, like you need I guess you could advance, do the advanced search and like filter things out on Twitter or on X, but it's like, okay, you start looking at all those fields and like, I don't know, like yeah. what to put in each one to get the thing that I want, just show it to me. And so Matt, that's what you're doing, man. And that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's really cool. If you want more content like this, make sure you follow because I've got plenty more coming your way. Peace.